And that was just a level 10 fight too. (laughs) Yeah, it was a level 10. It was a 40 person fight. It was supposed to be. That's why they use the GM command. Steven likes to use. Mm-hmm. He's so gonna. He's so gonna make it so I can't loot when I play that game. Yeah, know it. No, it. He is. He's just gonna come along just for the fucking sake of fun and lulls and just like one tap me one day. I just, I just feel like it's gonna happen. He's like, don't talk about my GM commands on your podcast. I'll be like, damn, Sim. I'll be like, I'm sorry, Steven. I won't ever do it again. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's okay. It's all good fun, man. On to the next page, he thought. The days of his past had been a scattered storm of strife and struggles, yet he persevered always forward and onward. As he turned the page, he now realized it would not be his story alone, but those of him and his companions. He thought to himself, would the gate be open to even more Cinderborn soon? Only time would tell. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix also known as Samorg, and I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. We're going to welcome in Daedalus. Hello, everyone. And returning to the show. It's been a minute, but Half Tilt, welcome back, buddy. Hey, man. Thanks for having me back. It's great to be back. Absolutely, dude. So, um, gentlemen, before we dig in too deep, got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com community curated website for ashes of creation also a shout out to all the imperial flames here who are the supporters on twitch youtube and patreon thanks so much for keeping the community's flames bolstering stronger week after week and um happy new year everybody it's been been a week since the last show but it's a new year friends it's a new year. So any anything really cool that happened for you all over the course of the holidays? Any really good moments to share or, uh, you know, anything positive to share from your holidays? Um, I would say, you know, it was it was nice to have kind of more of a quiet um, holiday for my wife and I last year at this time. Mm-hmm. We were in the process of moving. All right. Remember that. States. Um, so yeah, so, and we had like, you know, my in-laws in town and that was fun and everything, but there was still just so much to do. I just felt exhausted coming out of, uh, vacation and stuff. So now I felt like I got, you know, a little more relaxation in wife and I was able to kind of game a bit and nice. you know, just enjoy ourselves. So it was nice. Yeah. That's good, man. What about you, Tilt? I would say it was a really nice, mostly quiet christmas i mean with the five kiddos around it definitely gets a little loud at times regardless but it was really nice to just be able to sit back and relax with them had a week off work to just enjoy and play built a ton of lego (laughs) did you nice that's awesome man so yeah i uh i didn't work from the 25th all the way up until today and that was fantastic i took off finally and i hit the end of the year streaming every day goal 366 days yep that happened and uh, I've slept a lot in the past week, and it's been really nice. 
<laughs> like I felt like I felt like things were slowly chipping away at me as I got closer to the end of the year. And when it finally got here and I wasn't working, I was like, oh, I can sleep until whenever I want. Whenever I want. And it was great. And I feel like I've been recharged. I do. I feel like I've recharged. Actually got some snow here uh, a little bit before and after Christmas, which, which was really cool. Um, don't really always get it around that time. So that was kind of nice. And uh, yeah, it's been a little chilly, but overall been pretty good. And, um, you know, we did get a couple iTunes reviews over on iTunes and you, you all can do that too. It'd be greatly appreciated. Five stars is amazing. But if you do and you're willing to leave a comment, just know that we'll read that on the show. Those two reviews greatly appreciated, but there were no comments. I can't read them friends, unfortunately. And, uh, we don't have anything in our, uh, you know, messages to kind of like play for anybody today, but you can call into the show at one five, three, nine, six, six, four, six, eight, oh, one. And you can shoot a message to our mailbag at the email, which is ashespathfinders at gmail.com. So you can send it there if you'd like to. Um, yeah, man. So Faisal's gone for the next week or so, I think. Um, he's got studying and testing and stuff to do. So sending him all the good vibes and hoping he does well in his studies. Um, okay, I guess before... You guys have any goals for the next year, man? Like, I know some people do resolutions, but like I've shifted <laughs> gears a bit. I've got a few goals, man. I did. I'd met my goal last year. You all have any goals? Like, you know, I know some people are like, I don't do resolutions. I'm like, that's fair. It's fine. It's fine. But, it, you know, if you have goals and things you're striving towards, what are some of yours? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. I honestly hadn't thought about it. Like I had uh, talked to some family over the weekend and even they were mentioning like resolutions and whatnot. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm behind the times. I just hadn't really thought about it. I was just like happy to get through 2020 because it was <laughs> definitely challenging for me. Um, but I would say goals for me is, yeah. you know, is definitely um, get into some a one. That's, that's yeah. what I'm, my, my big goal for, uh, for gaming here mm -hmm. right now is that. Oh yeah. But you tell. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge New Year's resolution kind of person. Mm -hmm. If I need to make a lifestyle change, I'm going to do that when it needs yeah, to happen. Same. But goals, yes. We actually sat down last night, my girlfriend and I, and wrote out some personal goals, some business type goals. And, you know, I really want to get into Alpha One with the official content creator title. Nice. So that's a big push I need to do. And I want to get the YouTube channel um, up into partner level. So nice. Those are my big goals for this year. And I've got a few other smaller ones that I've broken down to try to get to that point. So mm -hmm. we'll see how it goes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I just uh, want to sleep more. And yeah, I think that's my <laughs> main thing. No, in all honesty, I do want to sleep more. <laughs> but I I also want to, I've been working pretty hard uh, on my physique. And I think this next year I'm going to work harder on that. And shifting to more YouTube content, which is, you know, we got some plans in the works for that. Um, definitely got some things for, yes, sleep is good. Psychophobic and chat. I saw that also Wizzy McNasty was like that beard's on point today. Half tilt. If you didn't, if you missed that, she was giving a compliment on that glorious beard of yours. Thanks Wizzy. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so yeah, man, we've got some things coming to the HQ this year. Uh, that's actually part of where I'm, cause I'm not streaming every day. If I need to take a day now to do, do whatever I can. So my Mondays and Fridays are going to be kind of like roll of the dice on whether or not I stream, which is great. Cause that's my. YouTube content creation days, my Ashes HQ days, um, you know, and things like that. And then I'm going to be spending a little more time, you know, exercising. I've like, I worked out so much 
this past week. Oh man, today's my first rest day in like a bit. So I had a rest day on like Tuesday and then today and man, my body needs it. You got to feed the machine, man. But it's been, it's been good. It's gotten, you know, exercise is good for the brain. So my brain is like clicking, you know, nice and quick where I felt like I was getting a little sluggish at the end of the year because it was just chipping away at me doing the everyday thing. Um, but you know, you brought up Alpha One and you know, I, I believe, I believe wasn't it the discussion was that this, this year in the early part of this year, January or something like that. I think it's when they were talking about the revamp of the CC program mm-hmm. for people that are that want to become official content creators, you know? So if you're interested in it, you know, just, my, my main recommendation, not that I'm like, I have a pro tip on this or anything just because I've been one. But, you know, if you my main thing is, is be consistent. Just be consistent and just just cover ashes, man. You know, and if you're passionate about it, let that show. And it's I mean, that's the best thing you can do, man. That's for for sure. The number one thing they look for is people that love the game or dedicated to it. And well, shit, we've been doing that here for how long? <laughs> yeah, a while. Shit. Well, I don't even know, man. When did this show start again? First early couple part of the years, year. at least more more than that. Oh, it was more, like what, yeah. 20, 2017, something like that. Yeah, Holy. I I mean, Holy like so. Smokes. You know, the show had a couple. Uh, wouldn't even call the pilot those episodes. So I had a a couple episodes where I'd bring people on, and it was like mm-hmm. I was doing podcast format um, with people jumping on like Twitch for mm-hmm. months before this show launched it as the simcast and because mm-hmm. i was like i'd never done a podcast before and i was like i don't know what the hell do i call a podcast you know i was like well i'm sim sim org so i guess the simcast works and i went with that and started that and then you know over time slowly was like you know what man let's do this right let's do it right and go all in you know, make it glorious. And I'm really happy with everything right now. I'm really happy with the, where the show's at, with the theme, the, the people we've been bringing on. It's, it, it all feels aligned with the vision, you know? And, uh, that's something that I think we can all appreciate with ashes, isn't it? And interpret studios, cause yeah. they've adhered to that vision for years, but alpha one, alpha one. If only people could get into Alpha One. So many people like Half Tilt here and plenty of people I know, like my lady and other people in the community and my guild. Speaking of which, Zepto, one of my guildies, funded, uh, we, we funded him a Alpha Two pre-order pack. Because you can't gift them, but you can. I can send somebody money to buy one. So I, on December 31st, <clears throat> funded him a alpha two pre-order pack and he had actually been waiting to try to get one forever. So that was super exciting, but wait, as great as that is. And y'all are thinking, Oh, Sim, are you going to do that again? Yes. But maybe not an alpha two pre-order pack. Maybe, maybe even I could fund someone getting alpha one. You're like, wait, wait, what, what do you mean? Hold on a minute, man. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> let's take a little look. See here. Shall we coming from the forum? Steven Sharif himself said, in a comment on the forums, I'll give for some further insight here. One of the main reasons for evaluating the pretest prior to opening up Alpha One cells again was to see the stability of the multi-server selection code and how our individual server deployments held up. That along with our world concurrency and individual server performance did indeed hold up to our expectations and gives me the first green light for consideration of opening future cells. 
do. You can expect more info on this in January. Sells on what, Stephen? He's talking about Alpha 1 pre-order packs. Oh, absolutely. So that's possible. So keep your ears and your eyes peeled, friends. Keep your eyes on the forums and on the ashes, you know, tweets and all that stuff. And obviously the Discord. Because it's very possible that you all who want to get into Alpha 1 could get in in the near future. It's possible. So I won't know until we see what he has to say about it. But that would be that would be amazing, man. Agreed. I don't I don't have that perspective of exclusivity like, oh, we were here with Alpha One first, so we're the only ones that should be in there and only ones who should be able to stream it. Man, get the hell out of here with that. Come on, man. It's an MMORPG, man. I want my homies running around with me, man. I want Half Tilt running around in there. I want plenty of people in my community who didn't even join until after they've heard about it. Mm-hmm. After Alpha One sells were closed, I want to see them in there. I want to gift that to people if I can. And I want to be, selfishly, I want to be running around with as many of my homies as possible. I don't want to be the only one in there playing it that I know. You know? And like mm-hmm. these packs need to have all the extra bonuses that the original Founders packs exactly. did either. You don't need the lifetime subs and the yep. special cosmetics oh, yeah. and like that, right? Like, exactly. The Alpha 1 Access is all people really want right now. I mean, the extra mm-hmm. stuff would be nice, but make it something new that's exclusive. Yeah, for sure. So, needless to say, that would be extremely exciting. I know people in my own community here are freaking out, and they're like, holy hell. I mean, I'm excited, man. I'm hoping that it happens, and then I can just start gifting some of those out. I'll do it. I don't care. I've got a a super, like, generous community. They're super supportive of me. I have no problem. I just want to see more people I know playing it, man. That's it. So... That's exciting, man. And that's something to look forward to. Um, But, you know, today we're going to kind of just sum up some community points. Obviously, tomorrow is the 4th of January. And tomorrow's the first day Intrepid's coming back from their vacation. So if you're like, it's been so quiet, what's going on? They've been on vacation. A well-deserved and earned one, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And they'll be back this coming week. And things will start picking up again to get more info. We'll have more to chat about that's more related to the week in ashes. But there's always stuff to talk about, man. There's always people talking on the forums. There's always people with new ideas. Um, half tell you know, you haven't been on the show in a minute, but you've checked the you you always hopping on like the YouTube videos and always dropping like a reflection, like sharing some feedback. And I'm usually super like just going 90 to nothing. So I'm like catching it late but there's some good ones and there's one in uh, one in particular specifically that i want to talk about but we're just going to kind of hit on some of these some questions i'm posing based on some things i've seen on like reddit or on twitter in the past like week or so um things like that we got a few kind of questions we can all discuss and remember even if you're not here on the round table friends you're part of the community you know share it on youtube share it if you've listened to it on the podcast places later, you know, drop us some feedback, hit us up in discord. There's a channel in discord for the ashes pathfinder show where you can, you can contribute, you know, ask questions for the show. We might ask next time. Um, so definitely remember if you listen, if you watch, you know, participate, you're a pathfinder too. So we had someone on, uh, one of the YouTube videos, uh, which is not the pathfinder show one, but it was, uh, it was a good one. It was actually one of the bounty hunter videos I did a while back. Um, and, 
It was from Excalibur, I think one Excalibur maybe, and said, Bounty Hunter system seems to make a fun challenge out of corruption. Concerned that it will be griefing or make griefing worse than what the developers intend. What do y'all think about that? Well, I mean, are they thinking, I guess I'd probably want to ask if you're thinking with the bounty system that, you know, people are going to be a little more edgelord to try to get hunted by people or the other way around where, you know, it's just going to be like open season on a lot of people. I mean, you can just mm-hmm. set bounties on people without, you know, recourse. I mean, I, I guess personally, I think, you know, that's where testing comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see something that's balanced with risk and reward. So there is, you know, definitely, um, you know, been discussion about this, you know, a lot for a while, right. That, you know, the corruption system and people have, you know, their likes and dislikes of it, but being able to kind of go in and, you know, murder hobo and then potentially lose some gear that you've earned. That's, I think that's a good risk versus reward combo for me and being able Mm -hmm. to, um, have a system where if you do enough crime, then people are going to come after you again. I'm yep. fully supportive of that. I mean, I came from a long line of MMOs where, um, you know, like Ultima Online, where we were, there was PKs and there were PK killers. And yep. this is the PK killer right there. So I'm I'm liking this system. I'm, I'm hoping they really flesh this out. So it's something that's kind of worth people's time to be able to invest in because that's just going to hype up the interaction that we have as in the community, right? Good yeah. and bad. Absolutely. What do you yeah. think, Capto? I don't know that it's going to incentivize more griefing by having the bounty under system there. If anything, it gives, it, it, it's like having a police officer out there to manage crime, it's essentially, but it's opt-in, of course. It's also only available in the militaristic nodes. So for people going corrupt in other node areas, you're going to unlikely come across a bounty hunter without any form of real fast travel, unless they got family summons and other nodes. So you're, if -hmm. anything, it's going to be more griefing in those areas with PKers kind of running around free, but people will still take it upon themselves. Hey, I see a corrupt person over there. I'm going to go see if I can score me some loot. Mm -hmm. If you know, all their symbols and notifications look like you could take them. Yeah, and that's a, the other thing, too, that I think is important to always keep in mind is, you know, how many games have you all played where there's open world PvP? And just because there's open world PvP doesn't mean that that means griefing is like something that people are accepting of. And so you'd get like this this player who starts playing and they're out there running around the world and then some assets basically just like camping them and like just I mean, being super toxic, right? They're going to get those. It's part of the deal. We all know that. No, not saying that isn't going to happen or it shouldn't. I'm just saying that whether it should or shouldn't, whatever your perspectives are on it, it's going to happen. It's part of the deal with player and human behavior. And how how frequently does that work out for that person? It, it doesn't. Because you, like talking about policing, you, you have people who love PvP who are like, opportunity to smash that guy or gal and then they do it and they're like oh home you're being hunted oh let's hook you up with some help some assistance yeah and then they do it and then they go after them and they take care of it the whole whole server will come together and just handle business man they go after that pk and they take him out the the from my perspective the bounty hunter system is just like it's another way 
to almost like reinforce that type of player behavior in a, in a, in a way that if you're part of a military node and you're a bounty hunter and you want to, you know, go do this, like you have a way to make a living off of it maybe in game. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, I mean, I, but I think, you know, the way I read that was that they were, and I could be wrong, Excalibur, if you end up watching this video, by all means, correct me if I'm wrong on this. But the way I read that was that you were concerned that because there was this almost mini game element of a bounty hunter and a crop player, that you were concerned that people would, like Daedalus said, like go edgelord and just really try to be as corrupt as possible, you know, go after people as much as possible. And it might happen. But there's that other piece like I'm talking about, which is, you know, players, man. You know, someone's being griefed and they're like, oh, there's someone literally giving this person a hard time and they can't even play the game. Like we're people band together real quick. Yeah. You yeah. Guildies, just other people in the area. You do a shout out and yep. your local area, people are going to come over and be like, hey, yeah, no, we don't want to get killed by this guy. So let's stand up and show them that we're not going to be <laughs> yep. taken advantage of. We're not doormats, you know? Yep. Happens all the time. All the time. Yeah. And it would be great to have an open world kind of PvP, you know, aspect to an MMO mm -hmm. that's actually pretty well thought out. I mean, just kind of, you know, compare and contrast. Mm -hmm. I mean, leveling and say, wow, with like a war mode on, right? There, There's definitely, you know, because it's a tacked on system, right? You're going to have people that really don't care, right? If there's somebody from another faction doing their thing. And then there's people that are going to come out and like, attack like lower level people just doing quests and that's the kind of thing where it's like they can do that without really any retribution i mean there's some level of tagging like once they get a certain amount of kills but it's really not something that was integrally built into the game from the ground up um and i i'm looking forward to having a system like that in ashes where they're thinking through those scenarios so that you can have that meaningful interaction right yeah. there's you know, there's going to be PvP. There's going to be people going out and griefing or, you know, doing things that maybe get people upset, like lower levels. But then there's also going to be a way to combat that in a way that they're going to take a hit for doing things that are kind of against, I don't know, against the established rules, like yeah. killing lower level players, etc. Right. Yeah, and Psychophobic in chat was agreeing, saying it's been a long time since we've had a game with meaningful open world PvP, especially one that isn't just yep. a full on sandbox gank fest. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Psycho's got it spot on. Yeah. I think the biggest thing I'm curious about with the bounty hunter system is what incentives you have as a bounty hunter to go and kill corrupt players. Mm -hmm. As a non bounty hunter, when you fight somebody who's corrupted, you have a stat advantage over that corrupt player. But as a bounty hunter, that's washed out. So it becomes an even one-on-one -on -one battle, assumingly. And so I'm, I'm curious what incentives there is to go over down the bounty hunter path, aside from being able to see where they are in your map and maybe getting some extra abilities that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious too, because, you know, the bounty hunter system, there's they've had, they've had the stance that things like order halls, you know, and a lot of things like that have like the potential for skill trees or at like even abilities that maybe are only utilized during like node sieges or something to where mm -hmm. if you're part of a node, like as part of the head of your order, the top top, you know, person in the order of 
your, you know, your deity or whatever in that religion, you you could excel at the top and have these abilities. And so I'm kind of wondering, like, if we'll see something similar to that, because a lot of their a lot of their design, I mean, their philosophy, design philosophy and like the structure and the way that they approach their systems has has congruency. Like it's you know, you've got this element of like progression in this cutout that you decide to utilize. And that cutout could be crafting that cut cut out could be um, it could be uh, PVP or bounty hunting. It could be um, nodes. It could be caravans. There's like this. If you choose to rise to the top of some element in the game, then there's this perk. Right. And that's that is something that is foundational to this game. It's something I've recognized for many, 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 many months. Well, well into like probably years now. You know, but this year especially, I would say, has really solidified and reinforced that for me. Um, mm -hmm. And seeing a lot of the different systems and what they talk about. I mean, everything from Mount Barding to uh, how you utilize your freehold and how you could utilize the plots and how you utilize your trade with those plots. I mean, you know, it's all, it's all about like, what are you choosing to specialize in? So I just don't see like Bounty Hunter, the Bounty Hunter, like, a, you know, being able to be a Bounty Hunter and run around and take out corrupt players. Like I 100% see there being something. It's just a matter of what, what it is. Um. So I want to talk about this one. This one's actually comes from Half Tilt and it was on a previous episode. It was we were looking over the ancient fight, that open world ancient fight we were watching. And, you know, the bosses were like floating around, flying around. We we're talking about the animations, how cool it was. And uh, Half Tilt says. Imagine a boss and ancient king queen, perhaps, that has such control over the essence that they are able to flip the paradigm during a phase change and make healing to damage or healing do damage and damage spells do healing requiring your raid uh, might mid fight to have to swap roles and targets relatively quickly, or you heal the boss and you kill your own raid party. This phase change. And I think all phase change mechanics above this basic tier should have an activation range. So it's not always a set HP threshold that becomes predictable like 30 to 60%. So, there's two points on this one and I had to like make sure I noted my thought this ties into man. Do I really hope there's a God or deity of reality? Mm. I just really hope so because some element of utilizing the essence, to, I don't care if we're going to tie in religious elements to this or what, but man, if we get some sort of a reality check in fights or something like this, and this reminds me of, a lot of fights in World of Warcraft um, where, you know, you've got like you've got to go stand on a rune or you've got to be on one side of the room or around an ad. And in order to actually fight, you've got to either acclimate to maybe embodying more darkness or void or more light or something to fight the other, you know, the other side or maybe ads or, or whatever on the other side or the where the boss is at in a state change in the middle of a fight. So maybe the boss went like void mode or something and you're like, well, I need to be on this side or maybe in this area to actually, you know, absorb like the light element and use light to fight this now void boss before it flips back to light. And then I got to be void to fight the light, et cetera. So that's what that totally reminds me of. But yeah, like that was a really great comment. And uh, I guess what I'm curious about is like, what do you think, Dale? So what are some other ways that you could see interesting mechanics like this uh, play out with boss fights? 
Oh, definitely. I mean, I think one thing that just to give, you know, wow, some props, I think this expansion, they've really amped up some creative things with raids and dungeons that you're doing. Um, just being able to kind of like one boss that I can remember in uh, Castle Nathri in the first raid mm. is there's like certain um, players get tagged with one end and another end of a teleportation portal and you have to kind of place them in certain areas in the fight and then you use those to avoid certain mechanics. You use those to kind of move, push things over so that it doesn't kill the raid. I mean, there's all sorts of activities that people need to think about. Mm -hmm. Another one um, that I think was kind of really interesting is um, a fight where you actually have to be in a certain position and then move with other NPCs like in a like kind of like a dance formation and if you do it correctly, you get a buff and a haste buff. And if you do it wrong, you get a little bit of damage and you get like you don't get any hates from it. But it's just those kind of things that just keep people on their toes versus mm -hmm. just kind of standing and DPSing. I do like that kind of thing. So I would love to see, I mean, like something like what, you know, Half Tilt said, that's a really cool idea. I would love to have um, other mechanics that aren't necessarily focused specifically on dps i mean i think that's a very and i say this with kind of a grain of salt right it's a very lazy way to build a boss right there's always going to be dps checked bosses that's you know that's not an issue mm -hmm. but i don't want that to just be like you know the only thing that mm -hmm. really di differentiates you know a dungeon boss from an open world boss from a raid boss is just an hp sponge I want us, you know, to be able to not only be able to do things like what I was explaining with the WoW stuff, but also being able to use class utility spells as well. So I would be interested to see how that plays out. Like, for example, you know, having a, a boss that kind of throws out like a disease or something that all the clerics in the group need to use their special ability to cleanse the room. Um, and, or you have to cleanse certain parts of the room to be able to proceed through a maze or something like that. I mean, there's so many things you can do here, but definitely I'm hoping that they lean on just activities, not just kind of DPS focused fights and class utility. I think that would be some great focus areas to make the fights more interesting than maybe in the past, you know, we've seen another MMO. Yeah. I really want to see utilizing class utility. I mean, I'm I'm a big proponent of just like mechanics over meters. I mean, I know I say this over and over and people aren't always going to agree and that's fine. Totally fine. But that's my opinion. I don't I don't care for it to be a just just a DPS check. Sure. If that's like a component, mm -hmm. you know, but the the idea of like you just got to hit this marker. It's like so whoever gets the gear gets gets geared enough is like that's what it's really going to take. Whoever's mm -hmm. got on the right sets and can hit the, a couple buttons to activate something just to make it happen that's that's it literally that's so boring to me like i like i like having to like situational awareness man i like when situational awareness is the main component to whether a group makes it or fails i love it you were standing stupid dead on the ground right splat you you didn't stand like you know what i mean like uh the healer overhealing that's another one like i i like when you have to be cautious about overhealing and and mana consumption uh, i like it when it's you know whether or not a tank's utilizing his cooldown so he doesn't 
completely take that cleave to the face and not mitigate the amount that he's got to mitigate or potentially the debuff that was going to get applied to him or, you know, your healer is not like the, you know, deep, what, anyway, you get my point. I could go all day on this stuff, but that's my, my jam and artillery 3d with the five gifted subs in chat. Much love, buddy. Really appreciate you. But I love, I love seeing that fight because I saw in that ancient fight, the, I feel like I got like a snapshot of like what's to come more so than I did with the the dragon boss. Like the dragon boss is like pretty typical, like blowing fire, cleaving, swiping, you know what I mean? Uh, and then add spawn. And that's, that's like the main, the main bit that fight on the other hand, it was kind of like, you know, well, if you get hit by the, these corrupt crystals and things happen, and then there's like this thing that pops up and sucks them in and then they fly around and they do this cool, like, you know, like glow effect in their chest where they're like harnessing corruption or something like all of those dynamics, man, like that's what I'm talking about. And that was a hell of a snapshot into what we could be looking forward to. So it's uh the future is looking bright in my eyes as far as uh, me getting what I could potentially want. Not that I'm entitled to it, but you know, we all have our ideas of like what we think would be a good time. We know oh, the yeah. types of fights that if we were in them, we're like, Oh, that's my jam, man. That's my jam. Right. And I'm seeing snapshots of that. I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. True to the vision, man. That's why I go back to their true to the vision. Cause that's what they talked about way back in the day. And now we're actually seeing that come to fruition. So it's nice. Okay. And that was just a level 10 fight too. <laughs> yeah, it was a right. level 10. It was a 40 person fight. It was supposed to be. That's why they use the GM command. Steven likes to use. Mm-hmm. He's so gonna. He's so gonna make it so I can't loot when I play that game. Yeah, know it. Know it. He is. He's just gonna come along just for the fucking sake of fun and lulls and just like one tap me one day. I just. I just feel like it's gonna happen. He's like, don't talk about my GM commands on your podcast. I'll be like, damn, Sim. I'll be like, I'm sorry, Steven. I won't ever do it again. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's okay. It's all good fun, man. Dude, we just can't let Sim be loot master. Listen, Wizzy, listen to me. There were no loot rules. Anybody could loot it. If you killed a random monster and there were a bunch of people standing in the world, I've said this a dozen times. I'll say it again because I can. If you're standing around and you and 40 people, 50, 60, 70, 80 people are fighting a boss, what do you do when it dies? You you loot it. You establish the loot rules. No, don't you bullshit me on this, okay? <laughs> You've changed, bro. Did you see that chat? That's so ridiculous. Fine, it's fine. Yo. So I got this one from a homie. What up? Welcome in, Dido. Dido says, yes, where the game I play regularly has gone astray. In my honest opinion, it's all about making everything do-able by all classes or a mix of any class. I prefer the need for a healer specifically and a tanked. Uh, yeah. And the other specialty DPS. So, yeah. So, uh like so the here's another thing i don't ever feel and tell me what you think on this right i don't think a strictly y'all are gonna know where i'm going with this like stamina based class or physical damage class should be able Mm -hmm. to heal like a healer should be able to heal themselves like a healer 
I don't, I just don't think it should be happening. I, I think that the healer and the tanks should be like, someone can off tank. I think that's like, makes sense. Someone could off heal as like support. Sure. But I think like when it comes down to like a fight, if two people are fighting and somebody can just completely self heal and they're a damage dealer, like that does not work for me in my mind that you Those can do that. Ret paladins. <laughs> <laughs> Even a ret paladin burns, like they'll lose their mana. You know what I mean? They got their bubble. Yeah, for so ret long. Paladins like three or four heals max and then they're done. I but mean, they obviously can. they've got, they've got cooldowns and whatnot, but yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, right? There, there's <laughs> that. I think one of the things too, though, that I think modern MMOs have lost and just maybe, maybe that's what um, Chad is talking about here mm. is, is the need for each type of class. And I'm not just talking about the Holy Trinity because the Holy Trinity alone games, in my opinion, you know, are boring, right? I, I would like to be able to do, have like a need for CC and a need for that kind of thing. I mean, that's really where WoW started and is not, you know, and, and maybe they're trying to come back with it, but other games have kind of tried to do that I mean, I can think of a few uh, off the top of my head, um, but that to me is what's going to make the game interesting is having those mechanics where you're yeah. going to need those specialty mm -hmm. classes. And it's not just about DPS. Right. It's about CC. It's about, you know, I don't know, buff debuff, that kind of thing. I mean, one of the games that is no longer out there, but did this, you know, really well and made me really love support classes. And by support, I mean not direct heals, but others with City of Heroes. They mm -hmm. really did something that well where you had, okay, hey, we've got classes that with a button or two in clutch can turn the tide of a fight. Those are the kind of moments that I want to have back in an MMO that aren't there right now is those kind of clutch moments where you've got, Dude. you know, the CC or something that kind of helps the, the group out. Dude they don't call me the king of clutch for nothing. Like those moments I live for them, dude. I don't know how many times when we played APOC where I was like, I had like a percent of health, dude. And then I'd like take out people and it wasn't, this isn't even boasting. It's just, it's, it's that potential that it comes down to whether you die or not is a hundred percent due to skill and not just because like of a set proc or something. And I even saw in chat, like talking about like, you know, having a tank that can heal themselves. I remember back to World of Warcraft at a point, look, I love the DK. I love it. That's that was my second main. I jump on my DK, right? I was always for the light with Sim, but with my DK, I was a little dirty and I enjoyed it. It was fun. I was a death knight. I wasn't supposed to be a good guy. I get the blood boil and shit. You know what I mean? I get to heal. I get to self heal. And there was a point where even I as a DK can say, so I don't think I should be able to like tank and completely heal myself to where the healer doesn't have to do anything to me. That kind of stuff eh, is, I mean, it's awesome. It's cool. And man, is it fun to solo content, but also at the same time, it just kind of defeats the purpose of a healer, a, a tank, a main tank healer or something, you know, that's using bubbles or like paladins, you know, they use their beacons of light. Right. And then the priests have their other spells, which are sometimes more, um, group focused or whatever also uh brown rice thanks for the gifted sub one month so i really appreciate that so anyway 
I know people like there's the old school mentality. There's the new school mentality and ashes is aiming to bridge that gap and put it right in the middle. Give a little bit, a little bit of play styles that people like to each person, etc. But this game isn't going to be the game. You just level up in real quick. You aren't just doing it quickly. You're not getting the, the max level in like a week. Like you got to take your time. You got to make that investment. But, you know, I'm actually going to piggyback off something. Gentlemen, would you say that Ashes of Creation is a game that someone with 10 to 15 hours a week could play and still do like something they enjoy and and have a good time and be good at it? I mean, I think that's the intent of the design. Um, at some point, you know, Stephen, um, no, pardon me, Jeff mentioned um, that that's what they wanted to be able to do. They wanted folks that have just a little bit of time and want to do, you know, a small slice of content still have a place yeah. in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's definitely not. I think there's a difference between where people say, oh, well, hey, I just want to solo to max level. That's not ashes, right? And Steven's very comfortable about saying we'll definitely not be a game for everyone, but I do feel like they want a place for people that have mm -hmm. time as a premium to be able to jump in and do something meaningful versus the people that, you know, know life it. Yeah, for sure. I think there's definitely going to be a big disparity in the game between the very casual player versus the more hardcore players. Absolutely. And rightfully so. The more time you put into something, the more you should get out of it. Mm -hmm. um, my big concern is those casual players finding groups and guilds to run with in when and what I've seen in the gaming world is like if you're not giving this 110% all the time for everyone, then you don't have a spot in, with us. Yeah. And so casual guilds are going to have to be strong and thriving. And this game is centered around com community participation and activity. Mm -hmm. So that's my only concern, but we'll, we're, that's something we're just going to have to wait and see on. Yeah. And that's a that's the thing too. Like if you if you come into the game and you've only got X amount of hours a week, like there's nothing to say you can't get to that point. It might take like a little bit more of a progression to get to that place that someone else maybe gets to in a month or whatever. But I mean, eventually you're gonna get there. You can catch up. You'll get to the point where your character's max level. And then when you get to that point in your progression, I mean, if you're focusing on something like and this is the other thing, right? What if your focus is something like trade? Yeah, of course, you could totally do that that many hours a week and you're going to flourish doing what you're doing. It's I think the only situation where it's going to be a no is going to be if you want to be like you're trying to do like server first stuff, hardcore progression, be one of the groups that's making, you know, being top notch and everything. Um, but I think that's the only situation where I see that you wouldn't fit in. But being able to like raid and stuff, eventually, like you'll get to that point and there's going to be plenty of people. I mean, even in virtue, like in our guild, like we are in, we got a, a very competitive group a cutout of that group that's going to be the in-game progression people. But then we've got people on the other end of the spectrum who are going to be totally casual. And you're like, well, how's that going to work? Well, their focus isn't, you know, in-game progression and trying to be like server first stuff. Their, their focus is going to be trade or maybe, maybe animal husbandry right now. Are they useful to the guild? Absolutely. Absolutely. In this game, especially, you know, and so they may not have as much time, but are they still useful to their community? I 100% believe yes. Are they still going to be able to enjoy the game? Absolutely. And if they're in the right community, you know, I mean, ours is going to have like an end game. And I think a lot of communities are going to have this. 
they're going to have that in-game group that's focused hard. And then you got the kind of what you would consider a normal raid group. Doesn't mean you don't try as hard, but maybe the only expectation is you sign up for it. You're there and you give it your best. And, you know, versus those who are like clockwork every week, these days, sometimes we put in a little more work because we're focused on this, right? Very different set of expectations. But I think that there are going to be a lot of communities that will, that, you know, will totally have a, a space for, just about anybody, you know, it's just about finding your people, I think. And one other point there too, is they talked a while back about a mentorship system, right? Yep. So I, I think because of that, I think that's, that's going to be a way to close the gap and bridge the gap as you have, like you're getting your friends into the game. You don't want them to feel maybe lost or behind. You can still do stuff with them, still do group content with them and not, feel like you're not getting anything out of it in terms of your progression, but you're also yeah. helping out kind of a fellow player. So I, yeah. I feel like that's going to be something that's, that's going to also help um, community build, yeah. which is, which is, I think a, one of the, you know, real major, you know, things that, that Intrepid wants to do is community build because yep. it's one of their pillars, right? Is player agency. Yeah. Player agency and community building, man. Mm -hmm. I agree. The other other thing too is this is a good segue into one of the questions I had thrown on here that I wanted to get some feedback on and just to get people's minds thinking about is how an MMO can ensure that it always makes good use of good players. And this ties into something I think I think Half Tilt commented on one of our past podcasts as well. We because your contribution was also it's important that a player isn't just like, well, you're no use to us, so you can't be in the raid, or you don't have this build, or you're not this class, or you're not this, so you're just no no use. And that's your main. And you focus on creating this character. Like for me, especially in Ashes, I really want to focus myself this time to just really do everything on my one character. Like I don't, I don't want to allow myself in this game. Am I going to do theory crafting for other things? Am I going to play the characters and classes? Absolutely. But I do not want to do what I've done before. And that's have so many also, I feel like I've got to maintain them all. I don't want to do that to myself. I want one character collecting the achievements and he's the one that I do all the things on. And the worst case scenario for me in that situation, like many other people, would be if I'm doing that and now I've invested, I've invested, I've invested. And what happens one day, my character is not wanted, not, you know, not going to totally fit into some cutout of like gameplay. Can't be utilized. You're not, you're not going to have the numbers or you're not going to have the best, um, you know, class dynamics for the raid group or something that would suck. And then nobody, and then you're, clearly not using and it would suck to be in a situation too to go yeah y'all i'd love to raid this week but you know my buddy here who's this type of tank or something would be a much better fit for the group dynamic so i can't do it i would stay yeah agreed i feel like you're not gonna see uh, a huge demand from class abilities in raids to the point where, you know, 20 out of the 40 slots are going to be required to have a certain main spec, a certain secondary archetype 
in order to fulfill the mechanics in the raid. That's probably going to be on the smaller scale yeah. to hopefully allow more people to come in and not having things like damage meters and the other various yes. reporting add-ons to min-max the op and optimize the fun out of the game that you won't see quite as much disparity unless people are literally spending hundreds of hours in one spot to min-max the optimization out of it. And then all of a sudden their node gets seized and they can't do it anymore anyway. Yeah, and I got a question in chat about, you know, will there be factions? And it's like, there aren't factions. It's the only factions in this game that you're going to have, friends, are the ones that you create with other players, which we can call pseudo-factions. This is a faction, a non-faction-based MMORPG. So, yeah, you don't have that. There's no there's no bo you know barrier to, oh, you're not in the Evanart Pact, or you're not in the Daggerfall Covenant, or you're not Alliance, you're not Horde. So we can't play together or something like that if we want to go do you know PvP or something. And no worries, man. This is a place where we like to answer as many questions as possible. So bring questions, drop on Discord and the Ashes channels that we've got. You know, shoot them over for the show. Sometimes on the show, yeah, we we love we love to answer questions. And there's tons of people both on the show or right here in chat. If you're listening, if you're watching later. There are plenty of people, at least in this community, that I can vouch will absolutely be happy to help you with information. So don't ever don't ever hesitate on asking questions. Now, the question was, how can the game make good use of players and keep it so that doesn't happen? And I think Half Tilt hit on the point pretty well, which I would agree with, which is, well because of the fact that not only one archetype is going to be able to bypass certain things in a raid group. I mean, I think that's our answer is that different classes and specializations, specifically classes and their class abilities will be able to help, you know, get through an obstacle. So I think that's the beauty of it is you don't just need the, you know, one character who can do a battle res, you know, mm -hmm. kind of situation. I feel like with their focus, Stephen mentioned, or at least something I, I saw early on, was that despite which secondary archetype you go with, if you're maining a tank, that tank will be able to tank all of the endgame bosses. Certain secondary archetypes might be a little bit more optimized for specific encounters, but they will all be capable of doing it. And that's that was one of the design features that really sold me on the game. It's like that that's huge because now you're going to allow everybody, despite which individual flavor they choose that fits their play style and their view of fun are going to have a spot. They're going to have the ability mm -hmm. to do it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, kind of hitting off of uh, what I also read in chat is like this and going back to what Dayla said, this game has a focus of community I mean, Steve, the last time Steve was on a show, he even, we even talked about that. He, he, he talked about that himself, but the power of community and why it was important and how, how it's important to him, both in, in the game and in the community that plays the game. And, uh, so, you know, that's definitely something that, you know, people are going to see in, in Ashes of Creation. So, so here's another one. And I, I've talked about this one a lot, but I'm actually curious what you all have to say on this. I just like seeing different ideas. This is a fun one. What would your 
uh, what would you say your ideas are or could be on the best tavern style games or mini games and ashes that you'd like to see? Wishful thinking. I've been saying this for a while. I want to see an AOC original, but something along the side, along the lines of what Gwent was to The Witcher oh, 3. Yeah, dude, I talked about like, this too. There needs to be a collectible card game. These cards cannot be purchased for real money or anything. They could be rare drops. They could be bought from NPCs on timers or even discovered through lore books. Like you've all of a sudden you find a book and it's got a, a card in it somewhere, like deep down in Fallow's Hold. I don't know, but something along these lines and if it ever gets taken offline cool but i was actually just thinking something like that too i mean definitely i think that would be great i mean i would like to have like some other like stuff that i've seen in other games too like that uh i mean i would like to see like a dartboard game yeah um i would like to see honestly i did some just for lols i'd like to see like an in-game drinking game where you're like you you have to like drink your friend or the, the table and whoever like can kind of handle the most liquor kind of wins but yeah. then you know you wait you have a debuff because you've got a hangover gotta sleep it off I and mean, that'd, be, that'd be something fun just again to add flavor but <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I like the idea of the interaction um that you mentioned half tilt of finding like objects in the world and then being able to use them in the tavern i think that would be a really cool idea to to have like kind of a, a Gwent game where you're finding rare collectible cards and you could potentially like win cards as you're playing the games too. I think that'd be really, really neat. Dude, I totally hit on the Gwent thing a while back too. And here's what I love because Ashes is a franchise. Steven's talked about this. Even on the 24 hour mm -hmm. live stream, they talked about how they're going to do the board game and all that stuff. Dude, tell me you can't see them having their own okay i'm gonna i'm sidebarring this sorry derailing a little bit of the show i don't care okay tell me it wouldn't be so cool if they had like for example uh the ashes card game but they didn't do it like they do you know like the the whole the whole like hearthstone or these other games where it's like oh you gotta buy all these packs and have some of the best stuffs in those packs and it's kind of pay to win e not entirely but it definitely feels a little bit like that and you got this franchise, you got like the board game and then you got like the the card game or whatever they could potentially have. It's like a, another game in the it could be hell. It could be like a MOBA or something one day. I don't know, man. But do it different to where, you know, the focus is something similar to like, you know, you just get the content like with the sub model or something, which is what they've got with Ashes of Creation. Dude, I would so I would so love it, especially with something like Gwent, because Gwent is super one of a kind, man. It's so <laughs> one of a kind. and I love it. And it totally ties into the game and the story and all that and it synergizes so so good and artillery thanks for the bits bro i really appreciate it seriously love it so much would love to see it in the game okay i'm good i'm done nerding out for a little bit i had to say that i don't know why i just had to it's just ah oh, man i i want i want an ashes franchise i, I want an ash con or something one day absolutely that would be a blast oh that yeah might absolutely. Be a great excuse for all of us around the world to get together and yes. meet and, you know go for a, a beer yes and play our own tavern game yeah exactly dude play our own dark games hey don't need a game oh man and and another thing uh i'm gonna read this question here oh actually i'm not gonna read this one i'm gonna read this one right here so 
what would your um what would you say and this kind of ties into something i read off of the forums because we know there's like mount progression yeah Mm-hmm. We know that there's Mount Progression. We know there's like Mount Barding and all this stuff, and they can fight and stuff too. Right, so we've seen these in some games. But what do you consider good practices for like Mount Progression? Uh, maybe really good like Mount Progression, Fight Progression we've seen in other games that you think would be a really good reference point for Ashes of Creation. Hmm. I mean, I don't can't think of any necessarily like recent ones that I would say, but I did um, I did like in Vanilla WoW being able to kind of at certain levels like there was like a reward. Oh, hey, I hit you know this level, I can I can get a mount, and you save up just to make sure you had that mount. But I also like the idea of being able to get like questable mounts too, like. Uh, you know, one of my favorite quests in Vanilla WoW was getting the Paladin mount and doing that. And there was like a multiple steps and you had to go into a dungeon and do an event. And those were the kind of things that made getting a mount memorable. So I would hope that Ashes would do something like that, where they would not just it'd be about grinding gold and then going to a vendor and, you know, being broke after you left the vendor. That would kind of be i wouldn't like that i would like to see something where you have some steps i mean there would definitely still be some investment right of resources or gold or something but it would also have like a story behind it and you'd be able to mm-hmm. kind of do it as a community as well i think that was the most fun part of of the mount quest that i remember from vanilla yeah i've been playing a lot of wow classic lately and mm-hmm. <laughs> fresh 60 so i got a long ways to go to get my epic one gold wise um having said that i really like the idea of in ashes that we're gonna get that first mount very early on um i don't a- a- unless your new character is like a child or something like that that can't physically ride the mount i don't understand the reason why i have to play half the game super slow paced on my feet running everywhere before I can unlock a mount. So I like the idea of having that right off the bat. Um, I also, like you said, Daedalus, not a big fan of just a gold check uh, mm-hmm. sync. I, I think gold sinks are important in a game, especially if you can acquire gold from just NPCs around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think something like a riding skill that you can level up over time by riding on your mount, you know, maybe you go really mm-hmm. fast and your stamina bar to go really fast gets better over time as you as you do that more you know maybe your ability to jump a gap gets further as you jump more combat abilities and whatnot as you add more barding um yeah. something like that and then once you hit a certain skill threshold then maybe yeah you spend some money or unlock quests that you can do to give yourself a little bit extra mm-hmm. uh, upgrade with your riding skill and maybe unlocks a higher tier of mount that now okay you know, I can move up from my go-kart to an indie car now because I'm an experienced driver and go from there. Man. I like that. So I definitely think if people paid attention to the most recent um the most recent videos, like with the ancients where Steven's riding around, you see actually see the little uh it's similar to like Arc Age. And we know that he played a lot of Arc Age. 
And Arc Age, you know, you could get your mount relatively early. It wasn't really super far in. And you just kind of had to get to the place. And I agree with Half Tilt on this. Like, I don't, I do, I think that a mount, do I think that it being a badass mount should be something right in the beginning? No. But do I think a mount is something that should be accessible early? Absolutely. Because it feels realistic. But aside from that, like, you know, like any, any relationship with an animal, right? You, you've got to develop it over time and build upon that and strengthen it. And also the skills of said animal by training it. And if an animal is going to fight, like, I think that Arcade, it was pretty cool that, you know, like you had like a pet or like a mount and they could kind of fight for you a little bit. Um, but it always felt a little, it always felt short to me. Like it was cool and I liked it, but it just didn't really take those steps further. And then I look at like the Elder Scrolls online and you've got your mount and each character. So each character basically can, you can get a mount at a certain point. Like right now it's much easier to get the mount than it was when the game launched. You get it, you go to the trainer and every day you can train at the trainer. And the only things you can really do at that mount are you can ride it. And when you're riding it, it allows you a few different things, right? So you can increase its speed up to 60, which is basically 60 every, what is it? Tw is it 20, 22 hours? Or it's, it's less than 24 hours, but you know, a little under a day, every day, roughly. You can log in, you can train your mount, and you can give it speed, stamina, which is what Half Tilt was talking about, where you can kind of sprint faster on it, or carrying capacity. And that that ties into your character. So if you make a new character, you have to go through that whole process again. But when you max that out with a mount, it's basically the mount system you're you're leveling that up with. Then any mount you have adheres to that that like set um, kind of like structure that you've developed and like invested into, right? So you can have up to sixty extra carrying spaces on your inventory. You can sprint a little bit longer, and sprint makes it so you don't get knocked off as easily as, as well. And then you've got speed and that's, that's it. That's really it. Right. So I'd like to see something kind of in between that, like that really evolves, like what we've seen. Cause in wow, it's literally just, you ride it. You have group mounts, mm -hmm. you ride them. They don't really serve any other purpose other than they look really cool and badass. But something to where it's like, well, if they're going to fight, like, let's like maybe make it a little bit more interesting. And the barding, I think is a great thing because even in, like arcade, you could do that kind of to an extent, but like there wasn't like really an evolved system around that either. So what I'm hoping is that like maybe there's some augmentation for the skills for the pets or the um, the mounts. And then in terms of like gearing, right? Like I think it would be cool if like armor smithing or something, for example, or even like leatherworking or whatever, depending on what pathway, like someone who's a master at something can maybe create a specific, you know, piece to barding or something to where, you know, you can make a variety of different types of armor pieces for your mount, especially. And like, maybe that helps to contribute to its stats for fighting and things like that. Th that to me is like super cool and like uniqueness for my mount. Like how cool is it if you got like a really cool mount, but what really is the added flair isn't the cosmetic skin. It's it's how well you've invested in developing its armor and maybe even you dyed it and all that like I've never played a game where there's like a really elaborate system for that. And everything in ashes is modular. They talked about this for years. So that would be cool. I'd love to see that. Mm -hmm. We're set up for possibility. It'd be nice. 
Yeah, I would definitely like to see that at some point in the future to be able to do something like that because I think that would just make things unique. Mm -hmm. Again, it's another way to add progression without it being like a borrowed power scenario like that. It's something that stays with you. Oh, Dido and chat was like, don't forget the non-combat pets who give five inventory expansion and ESO that you have to buy. Yeah, for five slots. There's two of them. I think you can get up to 10 extra slots now. Ah, oh, man, I'm not even going to mm -mm. walk in the light, Sam. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. Walk in the light. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not going dark side today, friends. That's, I promise. Okay. Uh, other point, and this will be our final one for today's podcast, friends, but we have the dev team coming back. I'm not coming to the darkness, Farron. No. <laughs> We have the upcoming cosmetics coming to an end. I believe it's what the 13th, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. January 13th. We haven't seen any previews. So hopefully we'll get some of you like next, maybe this coming week. It seems like it would be what a week ahead of time. That would totally vibe. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've seen a few previous art direction for cosmetics. We have seen. Yes. Mm -hmm. Question is, what would we like to see coming up? Because their art direction has changed. The, this past year's cosmetics, in my opinion, have evolved significantly. Right? With the, the dev art team, then, they have just been rocking it. I mean, they have been tuning their, their craft. They have been synergizing together. It's all been coming together and looking good and mo' better, if you will. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But my question is, in terms of the cosmetics and theme ideas, what would be cool coming up for this next one? What would be what would be interesting? What would be cool? Not frosty cool, but we're moving into the theme of they've usually done something kind of around the Valentine's period. They've usually done something around the January period. Um, what would be some cool ideas? Like this is just kind of rolling ideas around and saying let's see if any of us hit the mark you too chat all of you listening watching you too it's brainstorm let's see if who let's see if anybody gets it right all right go i'd like to see some more vex stuff like you know some sort of astrological stuff with the new year and everything i think that would be like a really cool thing i know they've done something like that before but really like this is to see some more of that uh, type of, you know, uh, scientific work. <laughs> right. Science work. Got it. Ancients. I want to see an ancient themed armor and cosmetic set. And with the recent video release, timing seems great. We're too early for spring. So maybe it's like a frosty, cold, void, ancient theme but something along those lines man oof yo how would that dude can you imagine if you actually got a cosmetic that allowed you to have that hollow cavity bit going on in the chest like they do <laughs> your iron man heart <laughs> <laughs> right and every time i every time i turn the shine on my bald head it glows from the inside too. I could make it just shine bright. You think I'm an ancient, but surprise player. 
bathe in the light, friends. You're like, no, man, don't don't do it. Sin. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Judge me. It's fine. It'd be cool to be like a light bringer ancient. <laughs> like that would be sick though. To be that able to have badass. You have like the holy aura around <laughs> you, but still the dark undertones. Right? That would be really cool. Toss a halo up there because that's accurate. Just halo, <laughs> angel. <laughs> Dana is losing it, dude. What the what do you mean? Hello. <laughs> like man. <laughs> so ancient, cool, cool. Any other ideas? Clone the dark shirts. <laughs> They've had some really good ones, man. They've had some really good ones. I uh yeah, an ancient one would be really cool. Yeah, I think Honestly, I think because um, they've actually transitioned towards some of the cosmetics having an element of like aura or ambient lighting to it. Mm -hmm. We saw that with the uh, I forget the name of it, but it's the blue kind of uh, illuminated one of the wood sort of thing Had the the tree home and stuff like that. Like that was like super cool. I would love to see something with like more like maybe like lighting to it or something. Ancients would, would be yeah. that direction for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think something uh, like pirate or sea related could be really cool as well. Like a Varen pirate, not maybe not something what we think of as a traditional pirate, yeah. but something a little bit more set in uh, ancient Varen undertones would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mel in chat says, can I have a Sim chibi pet? Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll have to see about that. Ooh, another one here. I would like a specific theme that would allow a separate race to be singular in a style worn, like a class line for the door. Ooh, that's interesting. Where the elf style clothing, mm -hmm. not wearable for a different race. That would be interesting. I mean, we're going to have that in terms of armor, but yeah, mm -hmm. we haven't really, I don't know. We haven't really talked about that in terms of like straight up cosmetics before. I think we'll get that in game though. I, I could totally see that happening, like via achievements oh, yeah. or something, titles. Because I mean, because of the fact that like you know your race, your class choice impacts the 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 narrative for you significantly. That's something we don't come back to very often when we think about the player experience. But your story could be significantly different than another player's because of your choices, because of your class, because of your race, you know, because of just the decisions you make along the way. So. Yeah, it would be interesting to see you get to the end of that like potential narrative and then you get something that the other person who maybe had the same conditions got something different as a result mm -hmm. of the choices. So someone who is maybe an Empyrean High Elf um, and was maybe like a paladin or whatever, maybe they chose the same religious order. But in that combination, because choices, they got to the end and they got something very different. Like that to me is like cool. And it's been done. You can do it. So that'd be that'd be trippy. That'd be sick. And Dido, I think um, it, it, as well, armor in the game is going to change on appearance based on the race that you are. So it it could be the same armor drop depending who puts yeah. it on. It's going to appear differently. Yeah. Now I'm curious if cosmetics are going to violate that. Mm. The yeah, understanding is that they would, and mm. it's going to make everyone kind of look the same. Then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of makes you wonder if they'll adapt the cosmetic a bit to like the the race and like how the race would maybe have that style via their racial style. 
that's a lot of yeah hurt time <laughs> yeah it is i don't yeah. see it happening but it would be pretty cool like later this is one of those things i think if the, you know when we get to the point where the game's launched and it's doing really well then they come back and they do things that they didn't include at the game's launch i think that's a good example of one i think um potential like voice acting or something one day is another one there's a lot of different things people talk about that they're like um i think jeff talked about recently was Yeah, that's funny. I almost said something that um that um Lore Master Cash said to me before the show he was on, and I'm not gonna say it out loud because but people probably remember what that is. Friends, we could have this conversation all night. It's been a good time. It's always a good time. Episode 107, man. We're turning the page, we're on to the next year, friends. And let's hope we get something. Yeah, so we get something cool related to those cosmetics coming up next week. And as we move into the next month and into this year, keep your eyes peeled, friends, because they have some more testing coming up. Steven's been talking about the potential for Alpha One packs, pre-order packs coming back up again. Um, although I don't know how short of a frame that would be or limited quantity that would be. Um but with that being said, there's a lot to look forward to this year. As we move into the spring and early part of summer, we transition from the closed NDA testing to non-NDA testing into you know, March for that week and then into April to May for a month. So there's a lot coming up, friends, and it'll be here a lot faster than you think. It really will. So let's dig in, friends, right? Holler at your homies. Gather around the central flame. Let's get to it got a lot to do man and i'm hoping that a lot of my friends um here in this community uh in my guild and everything will be able to actually get into alpha one with a potential reopening that would be amazing news with that being said daedalus and half tilt it's always a pleasure uh pleasure to have you on and half tilt it's good to have you back um but daedalus why don't you shout out your stuff and things so people know where to find you sure you can find me at on Twitter at the Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash the Ashen Herald. Standing and half tilt, buddy. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at half underscore tilt on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash half tilt gamer and right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash half tilt gamer as well. Outstanding. And friends, this might be the end of today's show, but remember if you listen, you watch, you hang out and chat, it doesn't matter. Even if you're on the show, if you're part of this community, if you contribute to the conversations, you're an Ashes Pathfinder. And we, it is an absolute pleasure to have you all here every week for real. Much love to you all. Much love to Intrepid Studios, rocking the game we're all looking forward to. And until next time, live your best lives, friends, and walk in the light. Have a great night. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. See you, everyone. <laughs>